Do you rise up every morning and feel like a son or daughter of God, totally confident and secure in his love? And you live to give that love to other people? Or do you wake up feeling like a slave to your fears, struggling constantly with the fear of failure, rejection, the inability to trust others? If that's you, stay tuned. Welcome to Reveal the Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Carter, and this is episode nine. We are going to talk about spiritual slavery and moving to a place of freedom called spiritual sonship. Stay tuned. everybody. I am so glad that you are here today. Yay. This is going to be a great little series that we are starting. I am, uh, I veered kind of off my schedule and anybody that knows me knows I'm completely spontaneous. So I really felt like we needed to shift gears and I needed to reveal to you all things about orphan heart or orphan thinking, spiritual slavery, um, just wanting to reveal some of this to you because I come up against this a lot in people. And it was something that I really struggled through a lot, having an orphan heart, an orphan type of thinking. So I wanted to just talk about this for several um, sessions. I really don't know how far we're going to go, just just several, several episodes. So we're just going to see how this goes. Um, you can take notes if you want. You can email me questions about this. This may be a very new topic for some of you, but just hang on. You will understand it. You will um, gain a lot of freedom from this. And I'm going to recommend even books that you can get to read on this topic. So let's just dig right into this. What would your life be like if you had no fear? There are a lot of people that struggle with fear, fear of all kinds. Fear of living, fear of dying, fear of people, fear of love, fear of they're insecure, fear of being in relationships, fear of what other people think. What if you had no fear, none at all? What if our churches had no fear? What if there was no fear of what people think and you were secure in love, secure in the love of Heavenly Father? Now, this is this topic of love is something that's going to have to be broke down also because love for a lot of people hurts. Love is pain. Love is abuse. So we're not going to delve into love today, but just in a general way. What if what if you were just secure in the love of God and his kind thoughts towards you and you had no fear of really opening your heart and truly experiencing the the depth of God's love for you? Just really experiencing that and then giving that away to the next person that you meet. Fear paralyzes. Fear disables us. Fear causes us to shut down. It doesn't bring us to a place of warmth or security or an abundant full life. Fear is very, very debilitating for a lot of us. Okay, it's very debilitating. I want to ask you a question. Do you rise up in the morning? Do you get up and you feel like you are God's son or daughter? Or do you 
um, rise up in the morning and you feel more like a slave to your fears, constantly, you know, fearing against failure, struggling with this emotion, failing, rejection, unable to really trust people, wondering what you have to do to make the next person happy. Okay. If that's you, we're going to talk about moving from that place of slavery, spiritual bondage to a place where you get up and you feel the presence of God, his existence, your whole purpose for living. And you're going to look for ways to love people and to be loved and to give this away. Again, I ask you, what would your life be like if you had no fear? None. You see, most people either live their life as if they really have a home with God, just really comfortable with knowing God. He's, he's very, very present for them. Or they live as if they don't have a home. You know, you either live life feeling very safe and secure and at rest with Father's heart for you. You experience his love. You give it away. You live your life without all this apprehension and uncertainty or you're struggling constantly with fear, fear of trusting, fear of rejection, and the fear of opening up your heart to love. These three areas are common to all people. Most people are afraid of being rejected. They're afraid of opening their heart and they don't trust. I have several, several clients that tell me I don't trust. I don't trust people. I don't open up. I'm afraid of being rejected. Many of us, we have just, you know, we live this way and then we've hooked our life into this place of, of security into what I call counterfeit affections. It's, it's also something I've also learned from other people in other books that we all have a lot of counterfeit affections, okay? Now, what is a counterfeit affection? A counterfeit affection is a thing or a place, something that you go to instead of the love of God. So it's, it entangles your life. It, it, it causes your life to have unfulfilled dreams and unrealized hopes and a lot of failure and stress and drama. So you draw your energy or your peace onto the counterfeit affection instead of on your relationship with the love of God. So we have these counterfeit affections. So let's talk about them. They are can be performance. You're a performance-based person. You perform for people. You perform, you put on an act or their passions of the flesh. Okay. That can be all kinds of things, sex, drugs. Um, it could be eating, overeating, binge eating, could be just watching TV, could be porn, could be a bunch of things. Okay. Um, another counterfeit affection is power and control issues. You just have to be in control. You just have to have this power over a person or over a thing or, or something. Or it's um, another counterfeit affection is possessions. It could be position. It could be people. It can be a place. But there is something about the counterfeit affections that you think unless you have these sources of comfort, you can't go on. You literally you know, put a lot of weight into that place. Now, we all have some sort of counterfeit affection, something we go to, Krispy Kreme donuts, you know, Netflix, 
could be shopping. It could be, you know, I think, you know, now that I'm talking about this, you know, y'all may laugh. One of my counterfeit affections is going to Hobby Lobby. My God, like how many planners can you have? I have, I think, seven planners. That might, not, And honestly, that may not even be true, but I probably more than that. But I'm just like addicted to getting these happy planners. Like, you know, if you don't know what it is, just you're good. But if you do, you're like, yeah, yeah, it's an addiction, Dr. Carter. But anyway, so it's just something I go to. I just, I love to go in Hobby Lobby and just walk around. Don't need a thing, but like to go in there. All right, so let me just get back to the lesson here. I just thought y'all would like to hear some of that, um, you know, day-to-day stuff. But anyway, all right, so every, every one of us, we have people, possessions, things we turn to, or we turn to an attitude or a behavior. And we fall back on this when life doesn't, you know, go the way we want. We go to our counterfeit affections. They pull on us. They have, some of them have a very strong pull. And when we realize that it's a counterfeit affection, we still let it pull on us. We like, we know it's wrong, but we still, you know, give into it. Sometimes it's just easier because it's familiar and we make it our lifeline and we just sort of go to that thing. But you have to relinquish your grip on this false sense of security because it keeps you in spiritual bondage. It just keeps you in that place of, of, just, li- of just living like a slave. So what do I mean by living life as if you have a home? Okay. This is living to experience the love of God. It's, it's living life where you are so intimate with Holy Spirit, with the Father God on this ongoing, continuous basis. And you make that love that you feel between you and God, you give that away to other people. When people bump your life, this is what they bump into. They bump into the love of God. They bump into care and concern. They bump into being a friend of God. This is, this is what they see. But if people bump your life or meet you, what I mean by bump your life, they, when they meet you and they meet drama, pain, stress, anxiety, that's not them meeting you having a home with God. Okay. That's not what they're meeting. When God says that he loves you because you do not love yourself or feel unlovable. Okay. This is why it's hard for people to say, okay, I don't really feel like I'm at home with God because you don't, you don't feel that you are lovable and you don't really love yourself. You find it difficult, if not almost impossible to believe anybody else could love you. I, I see this a lot in counseling people, women, they just don't believe in love anymore because they don't really believe that they are lovable. But when you feel that you're not lovable, you don't even really think that God loves you, no matter how many times you read it or someone says it to you. The thought of God just loving us personally just almost seems too good to be true for some people. This is orphan type of thinking. I'm going to get into it more each episode, but I just want to give you a taste um, of this today. So. When we are like this, we feel like we don't have a home. We feel like we can't connect with love. Okay. This is not the way God made you. God never created you to be an orphan without a home. He never created you to 
feel orphaned, like there was no one that loved you. See, an orphan feels alone and isolated, that no one loves them. That's just one of the things that they struggle with. They also struggle with trust and with destiny and with the sense of, you know, security. But this is one of the things that they really struggle with is love. So God created you to dwell with him and to have a home with him. God even said in his word, I will never leave you like an orphan. You have a home with me. You have a place of love with me. So if you're listening to this and you just really feel disconnected from God, you just really feel that God doesn't love you, that you just can't make that connection. You just can't feel it. You need to start with loving you and believing, even if you don't understand it, just believe that God does love you. He does love you because see, it's, it's really about the feeling for the orphan thinking person. They have to feel um, for things emotionally to really believe that God, you know, loves them, that those things are real for them. Okay. So this, this home that God is talking about this, this place I keep talking about having a home with God. It's where you constantly hear the voice of God speaking his affirmation over you. This could be when you're driving or in the shower or cooking or wherever. It could be in the middle of a board meeting and you just sense the Lord's love around you. It's where you're very, very comfortable with love. I ask a lot of my clients, are you comfortable with love? A lot of them say no. Some say, I don't even know what love is. Love hurts. I don't, I don't know what love is. It's where you are very comfortable with his love, his forgiveness for you, his compassion, and his grace over your life. It's where you just, you just know this is just a reality for you. Without that deep experiential knowledge and understanding of God's love for you and that you have a home in him, like, like it will become so easy to live your life as if you don't have a home. Okay. And when you do this, when you live like you don't have a home, you just become sort of numb to things. You don't trust. You just sort of, you know, back up from people. You don't really get involved. You only go so far. You deem people emotionally unsafe. You have to have a healthy connection with God. Now, Let's go, let me go back to living like an orphan. That means that you struggle you, or you constantly struggle with fear of trusting, okay? An orphan thinking person, this fear of trusting, this is a life of independence. It's where you believe you are completely on your own or you have those thoughts intermittently in your life, depending on different situations. It means that you live in this this sort of state of agitated resistance against people. You know, you know how we meet people and they just seem really agitated, but we don't know why. That's why. They don't think like you. They don't talk like you. So there's just, just agitated resistance. When you live your life as if you don't have a home, you see every person, you see them as a potential threat or an enemy to your freedom, to your independence. Okay, they're trying to change me. They're trying to tweak me or fix me. So you see them as the enemy. Whether you live your life as if you have a home or you're going to live your life as if you don't have a home, it depends now on how you think God feels about you. 
Okay, now make sure you understand that. I'm going to say it again. Whether you live your life as if you have this home with God or you live your life as if you don't have a home, it's going to depend on how you think God feels about you. See, the way that you think God feels or sees you is the way you see yourself. So if the way you see God is wrong or warped or I'm not loved, that's exactly how you feel. That's how you see him, but that's also how you feel. So if you believe that God loves you just as if you are, you will live life differently. See, a lot of the struggle that a lot of us are having with how we live our life is because we don't really see ourselves the way God sees us. We don't know how much he really loves us. But if you go around and you believe that God is mad at you and that you always have to try to find some way to make God happy, appease him, have to perform, then you're going to live like an orphan. And this is a very important um, line that kind of separates or distinction because however you think that God feels about you, okay, now listen, however you think God feels about you, is the way you will treat others, everybody in your life, in your everyday relationships. Really, really think about that. I'm going to say it again. However you think God feels about you, whatever that is, that's the way you're going to treat other people in your everyday relationships. Could be spouse, children, coworkers, whoever. That's, that's how you will treat them. All of this is orphan thinking, and this, this really messes up relationships. It really causes a lot of problems. It causes spouses to hide things from each other. It causes a lot of fears. People are afraid to step out and do things because they're really not sure how God sees them. Now, they read it in the Bible. People tell them, but they don't have a personal, a real personal I'm talking like deep down to the marrow bone, marrow bone experience, how much God really loves them. They're not comfortable with love. They're just not comfortable with love. So this is an area that, that has to get healed. You, you're going, you, if this is not killed in your life, here's what, here's what happens. You will treat yourself and others the way that you think God feels about you. That's what you'll do. And if you know that you are just loved unconditionally, you'll love yourself and then you'll love other people with that same love. And that's really the reality, but people don't know that. But if you feel you've got to perform in order to be valued by God, like, okay, God, I'm going to, you know, read, read three chapters every morning. I'm going to pray this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get in every small group. I'm going to go to church every Sunday or however it is. Those are just little examples. However you think that you have to perform in order to be valued to God, then you will portray this same thought to other people that they need to perform to be valued by you. So you just think about that. It's very, very, very similar. So you either have to live your life like you have a home that God loves you and you totally understand that, but you actually live that way. It's not just in your head or from a Bible study or from church, them saying it to you, but you know 
and understand with your heart, mind, soul, and strength how much God loves you, or you live like you don't have a home, like an orphan. An orphan doesn't have a home. They, they're homeless. But you can live like an orphan in your mind and still be in a house, but still be orphaned. So you have to decide, do I want fear or do I want everything the father has, father's embrace in my life? Do I want that? Do I want this in my life? You can't stay in, you know, this place of just being numb to love or cold to love. You can't stay in this place of, of fear. You have to learn Father God's heart for you. You have to learn that. See, if you don't, the enemy is very, very good at sending people to your life, sending the wrong people at just the right time. And we know we've all had that at the right time of your greatest crisis. And it'll take you off track. He'll send the right set of circumstances to cause you more fear to take you off track. People who have orphan thinking. They cut themselves off from other people. They say, I just want to be alone. I just want to be isolated. When you do that, the people who love and care about you, when you cut yourself off, the enemy's coming to entice you with a counterfeit affection that you think is an answer, but it's not. See, orphan thinking causes you to have fear against having relationships with people. So when you say, I'm going to back up from them and cut myself off, that's one of the things that will happen. But you have to learn Father God's heart for you. You have to learn that for you. God, God loves you. God really loves you. He, he loves you no matter what you've done, no matter what you've said, no matter what you've caused to happen. No matter what. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can cast all of your care on God. You can give it to him. He'll receive it with loving embrace. And you can literally be set free from having fear in your life that controls you. Let me ask you, how many times have you come up against something and you had to risk opening your heart in a moment? In a moment, you had to risk opening your heart to get tenderness or to get love or nurturing or warmth, and then you didn't receive anything. How many of you? I'm sure we do. We do that. But that doesn't mean you don't open your heart up again. It doesn't mean that. Just because it didn't go well that first time or the fifth time, it doesn't mean that. We all have to risk something to get free from orphan thinking. That's just kind of one of the ways you get free. You have to begin to, I'm going to go home to God. I'm going to go home. That means I'm going to believe in love. I'm going to believe in love. I'm going to believe that God loves me. I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to believe this. I'm going to believe that God loves me. Again, you either live your life as if you have a home or you don't, or you go to God. With loving arms, he opens his arms up to you. And he asks you to believe that he loves you and to see yourself the way that he sees you. 
Again, what would your life be like if you had no fear? Think about all the things that you fear and why you fear them. What would it look like if you just trusted God? See, the scripture says perfect love casts out fear. What does that really mean? We're going to talk about that also in another podcast. But you have to take a risk for love. Even two people that love each other, they don't know if they'll be together forever. They have to take a risk and say, oh, okay, I'm going to love you. The other one says, I'm going to love you. And you have to just believe that's what's going to be. But everybody's taking a risk. Everybody. Everybody's taking a risk. Perfect love drives out fear. What if you had no fear? What if that fear of getting that new job wasn't there? What if that fear of not making a new friend wasn't there? What if that fear of letting someone see your softer side wasn't there? Now, I know some of you who really have the orphan thinking, you're like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I'm still not going to show any love. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Not going to do that. But what if? What if? What would your life really look like? Why don't you just, at the end of this episode, just imagine, what if I had no fear? How could my life really look different? Would I step out and do that business? Would I step out and talk to people? Would I be softer, kinder, nicer? What if? All right. So I'm going to end that right there. I'll let you think about that. And our next episode, we're actually going to dive more into what exactly is an orphan heart? We're going to talk more about that and what the orphan heart needs. The person who has the orphan heart, and we're going to get into that and we're going to talk about that. So if you would like more information about me or this topic or would love to email me so I can answer any questions, just email me at stephaniecarter45 at aol.com. And I would be glad to answer all of your questions. I'm starting to get questions about different episodes. And I kind of wanted to do a Q&A episode um, in a couple of weeks. And if y'all would go ahead and just email me any questions or comments or anything, I'd be glad to get back to you. And check out my website, stephaniemcarter.com. And you will find out more information about me and about the two courses I have on Teachable. And I will see you later.